everyone. Camille here at 7 p.m. in Girona, 12 p.m. in Lima, and 1 a.m. in Taiwan. We're live. You're listening to Cosmic, exploring the world of change, perception, the mind, how narratives and the stories we tell rule human decision-making and shape reality. tuning in you're about to enter a hall of mirrors yes a hall of mirrors actually you are in already <laughs> we all are it seems the question is is there an escape route there must be yeah i'm sure together we can find the way out there's been 10 cosmic live episodes since the beginning of season 3 plus 29 episodes of Cosmic Dynamics so we're yeah taking a, a break today to look at where we are in the season and go through this uh, interlude moment together there's a, a couple of stories to, to be told and uh, they're going to propels us towards the second part of the season and uh, yeah has to do with this hall of mirrors you'll see what I mean to focus on the artistic practice and uh, superpowers artists bring to the change-making ta uh, table. I say somehow because it has been very much of an intuitive decision at, at first, which is now opening a, a whole new reflection and, and line of investigation for us. A decision that feels very relevant in retrospect uh, I will touch on this story today.
There's only one chapter today. That's a solid one to digest. I'm gonna talk about this Hall of Mirror element. You'll soon understand why I picked this as a theme and why this conversation matters so much. that for this story we're more interested in patterns than in details so distance and amplitude matter this is why I'm going to speak in terms of trends and general observations rather than special cases uh, or, or exceptions or the micro uh, it's important it's an episode about the why more than it is about the, the how the how exactly Many of us already understand that our common sense, who we are, and what we decide is shaped by what we hear around us, right? Shaped by our families, friends, by our day-to-day -day conditioning, at home or at work. And when it comes to the world beyond our direct physical community interactions, we can say our common sense is mainly shaped by the media and the broader field of, of culture. Yes. So here's our first hall of mirrors, media and the broader field of culture. It's no news that more than ever, and for most of us, our attention is funneled through algorithms that constantly present us with content, products and people that look more like us, or at least that we think look like us.
reason for this is quite complex. It's also multi-layered, and we might not need to get into the details of how this works, uh, not just yet. The point here is that we seem to prefer this tunnel vision towards more of me, right? And this structures our media and cultural environment, for instance. Is this bad, doctor? I'm wondering. When things go like they go out there, it's probably something to be considered if you're interested in change, right? Because if you bring politics, the economics of the world, and a couple of global crises into the mix, this effect quickly densifies towards a, social, um, a society that becomes highly fragmented and polarized instead of a society reaping the true, the true benefits globalization could offer, like access to cultural diversity and enhanced awareness and interest in the other. Okay, our media and cultural environment shows more of me and more of the same. Let's keep digging. segregated by political and social forces, which from the helicopter view clearly appears to be based on social status, level of income, level of education, or even based on the color of our skin. Again, the physical boundaries, and more importantly, the social limits of what we consider to be our circle, are typically reflecting more of me. More of me, more of me, and more of me.
to vote when we take it to the streets when we organize a party that's what we typically use as a basis for common sense more of me please me as how my conditioning shaped me to date yeah and the other can be intimidating to deal with right that's a challenge sounds obvious and we can go on and on and on on illustrating but the point is that this hall of mirrors effect seems to structure how we humans experience the world many times at least at least when we run in autopilot right more of me more of the same and the more i use autopilot the harder it is to escape And so, this Hall of Mirror effect everywhere in our lives, is it intentional? Like, do I actually choose to experience more of me? Is it subconscious? Like, if I was drawn towards more of me, but without controlling it or wanting to? Is it because of the structures of the world shaping politics, their urban space, the economy, culture. And also, can I hack my way out of it as an individual? And can the Hall of Mirror, can the Hall of Mirror effect be hacked by artists and other culture makers, storytellers. More questions than answers here, for now.
These are themes that we want to treat with a lot of respect. They have been uh, researched in great detail in neuroscience, in psychoanalysis, philosophy, phenomenology. And we'll get to it one step at a time. I just want to make sure we don't fall into um, yeah, pop psychology here. But before we go any further, um, I have one more Hall of Mirrors to introduce you to. Maybe the most important of them all. It has to do with the structure of our brain. probably going to undo everything that you've heard <laughs> unless unless you digested the work of psychiatrist Ian McGilchrist who through his 20 years of research on the subject significantly upgraded what we've heard for for half a century from pop psychology and creativity consultants you know, what they told us, like the left brain is responsible for reason and the right brain for imagination. And we'll get to that part as well, but there are so many nuances and preconceptions that we need to undo and, you know, we, we need to go one step at a time. Back to McGilchrist, his work reveals something fundamental, something that all of us can observe every day once we become aware of it, and once we reach um, this basic literacy on what each brain hemisphere does. Yeah. So here's the punchline. The left hemisphere point of view has been taking over since the last 200 years and faster and faster in the last 50 years and you know this is something that is sometimes talked about something that we covered already intuitively but here's the thing the more the left hemisphere is taking over the harder it is to come back to a balanced world and here is our hall of mirror effect the left brain is very good at, um, how to say, yeah, very good at making everything rely on itself as it progresses. So we're not going to get into details today. Uh, again, it's just a, an introduction of the topic um, to position this in the context of the series. But in short, the reasons leading to a left brain dominated world are that the left brain the left hemisphere's talk is very convincing cuts off everything that doesn't find um, 
that doesn't fit with its own model. The right brain, um, the right hemisphere doesn't have a voice, doesn't have speech, so it cannot construct the same arguments. And this Hall of Mirror effect, where the left brain is constantly reflecting more of what we know, about what we know, about what we know, about what we know, you know, it's constantly basically justifying its own model, as I, as I was saying. So, now the question is, why are we talking about this uh, in the context of this podcast investigation about change and the arts? Can you see it coming? Left brain, right brain? interesting for us in the context of investigating the arts, change, uh, the field of perception, narratives, and, well, societal change in, gener in general. Well, I will quote McGilchrist here, who, with this paragraph, brought a lot of confidence to the direction we intuitively took at Cosmic a few months ago. The left hemisphere is attempting to block our exit from its, from its hall of mirrors. The left hemisphere is non nonetheless subject to paranoia. Internally reflective or self-reflective, self-reflexive as the surfaces of its world are, there are points of weakness potential escape routes from the Hall of Mirrors that the left hemisphere fears it may never take hold of completely. These points of weakness in the self-enclosed system are three rather important, indissolubly interlinked aspects of human existence. The body, the soul, art, which relies on body and soul coming together. Although the left hemisphere plays a part in realizing each of these realms of experience, the 
right hemisphere plays the crucial grounding role in each of them. The lift body, the spiritual sense, and the experience of emotional resonance and aesthetics, um, aesthetic appreciation are all principally right hemisphere mediated. an immediacy which bypasses the rational and the explicitness of language and therefore leads directly to territory potentially outside of the left hemisphere's sphere of control. The truth is that I haven't shook my shadow and every day is trying to trick me into doing battle Calling out fake love, wanna get me rattled Wanna pull me back behind the fence with the cat Building your lenses, digging your trenches Put me on the front line, leave me with a dumb mind With no defenses, but your defenses If you can't stand to feel the pain, then you are senseless Since this, I've grown up some different kind of fight And when the darkness comes, let it inside you Your darkness is shining My darkness is shining These three areas, the lived body, the spiritual sense, and the experience of emotional resonance and aesthetic appreciation, so basically body, soul, and art, present a serious challenge to the dominion of the left brain. And they have evoked a determined response from the left hemisphere in our age. So I would say, woohoo! Dividing what's yours or mine when everything's shining And your darkness is shining My darkness is shining Have faith in ourselves In upcoming episodes of Cosmic Dynamics and in our publishing work in, in general in the coming weeks and months, we're going to cover in great detail the key aspects of the left brain and the key aspect of the right brain or their distinct universes. And we will often use the, the brain structure as a framing in future episodes and conversations. Because it is so, I mean, it's really the common denominator to uh, many of the things we've been talking about and all the, the arrows that we've been uh, throwing basically um, so so today the key messages are that number one we live in a world largely dominated by the left brain by the left brain point of view the whole of mirrors effect is trapping us and keeps densifying the ugly in the world and three our escape route from the left brain hall of mirrors includes the left body the spiritual sense and and the, um, the experience of emotional resonance and aesthetic appreciation which the arts broadly represents
yeah, we sometimes get asked, why do you focus on artistic practice as a vehicle for societal change? And what do you mean by the power of the artist? Well, yeah, that should answer that, that big picture question. Um, thank you to the Cosmic team for the Cosmic work. And thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you want to learn more about all this now that I've been teasing like crazy. Well, stay tuned, write us an email, let us, let us know your thoughts and questions. You know what to do if you like what you've heard. Speak soon. Cheers. You saved me the day you came alive. Still, I tried to find my way, spinning. Come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive.